This is another interview brought to you by TheBatmanUniverse.net. Hi, this is Stephen Hill, game director on Batman Arkham Asylum. Hi, this is Lee Bermeo. I am Brandon Vietti, director of Under the Red Hood. Hi, this is Gail Simone. Hi, this is James Tucker. Hi, I'm Dan Jurgens. Hi, this is Bruce Tim. This is Michael Jelinek from The Brave and the Bold. Hi, this is Andrea Romano. Hi, my name's Dan DeDeal. Hi, my name's Claiborne Moore with the C.S. Moore Studio. Hi, this is Jim Lee. This is Kevin Conroy. Hey, it's Sean DiMaggio. Hello, everyone. I'm Batman, and you're listening to my podcast. Hello everyone, this is Dustin and I am here with Matthew Modine who is playing Peter Foley in the upcoming The Dark Knight Rises. Um, how are you doing today, Matthew? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing alright. Alright, so first off, uh, let's start off with how exactly did you come to be involved with this project? Um, well, of course, like everyone in the industry, uh, the, the anticipation of what, when, when and what Christopher Nolan was going to do with the with this final episode of his his uh, telling of the Dark Knight was really exciting, and I think everybody wanted to participate or be involved in it. And you know, so when I threw my hat in the ring and and to see if if there were any possibilities, um, I was fortunate enough to receive a response from Christopher Nolan. And uh, <clears throat> I live in New York City, and he he, uh, he invited me to come out to Los Angeles and sit down with him to have a discussion about about participating in his film. Now, how how exactly um, out of all the directors you've worked with, how would you compare Chris Nolan to some of the other directors that you've worked with, such as like Stanley Kubrick or Oliver Stone? Well, I, I can't compare him to anybody I've, I've I've worked with. I think that he's he's quite unique. Um, if I was going to compare him to someone that I've worked with before, the, the, the first similarity would be Stanley Kubrick. Um, not because they're, they're similar in character or personality, but because of their uh, work ethic. Um, Stanley Kubrick operated the camera probably 90% of the time on Full Metal Jacket and therefore was always on set uh, uh, looking down the viewfinder through the lens of the camera and watching his actors. Um, Christopher Nolan is similar in that he stands beside the camera and directs his film. So that may sound simplistic, but all too often today, film directors um, are not on the set when the film's being made. They're in what they call a video village, watching from, uh, from monitors. And for some directors, that works fine, you know, and, and, and sometimes on, on film sets, it's, it's wonderful to have the director off the set working in, in that kind of manner. But um, this, kind of, this kind of direction, having the director stand beside the camera, uh, allows a, a, an intimate relationship between the actor and director that is all too often missing from films today. And when you have a director who's on the on the set, in the case of Kubrick looking through the lens or Nolan standing beside the camera, you have a director who's participating in the scene, just like another actor. And he's listening, he's curious, he's, he's in, in many ways participating in the scene and not just watching it. And um, that's, that's 
I, is it, I can't tell you how exciting that is for an actor to have a director who's who's participating in that kind of uh, in that kind of manner. As far as being cast for the role, how much information about the film was revealed to you before filming actually began? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was I was given the 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 part that I was going to play so I could work on the memorization of my my uh, my lines, and and that was it. Um, and uh, information was was provided to me on a need to know basis. Speaking of the you know the, being secretive, Chris Nolan is clearly very secretive when it comes to revealing bits about the film before it releases. But how is he on set as far as secrets go? Does he? Like you said, you said he, you know it's a need-to-know basis, but based off of the scenes that you're filming, do you know what's? Do you know any kind of lead-up to the the scenes that you're filming, or you know the after of what's happening right after the scenes? Uh, not really. No. Again, on a need-to-know basis, that you know things things that are that are necessary for an actor to to know to participate in the scene to be able to play the scene with uh, the proper justification. Uh, that information is provided, and because it's 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 necessary. But uh, other than that, uh, everything is shrouded in the secrecy that's necessary for making films today in this internet age, where um, before the child's born, you know, we we, we reach in net today, you know, and we know the the sex of the child. We might even know the color of a child's eyes today. And it kind of takes the fun out of out of uh, the miracle of birth, and I think that 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 it's as simple as that is what Christopher Nolan and his producers and his his brother, the the co-writer on the screenplay, what they want to do is to try to keep the mystery of that birth of that child is secret, not not secretive, but is clothed in a kind of I don't like the word secrecy because it implies some kind of um, uh, like almost like a conspiracy. And it's not that. It's just wanting to allow the child to be born and to come into the world at, at, its, proper, at its proper time, you know, to, to go through the full gestation of nine months and, and, and be presented to the world as a, as a new bouncing baby boy or girl, you know. Okay. How, did, how exactly did you prepare for your role? Um, well, I knew that what, what, what uh, kind of responsibility uh, I had, you know, because of... Um, I guess you know that I'm a. It, it's known now that I, I work for as a deputy commissioner. Correct. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to like some trick question, and I'm going to reveal something I'm not supposed to. Um, so you know, you you go online and you read about what deputy commissioners do, what their responsibility is, uh, and and then you know, based on the things that you read and understand about the the role that you're playing and who who you're playing. Um, you start to build your character from that foundation of reality, of, of what a, a deputy commissioner does. Filming has taken place pretty much all over the place as far as Scotland, India, Los Angeles, Pittsburgh, New York. Where was the majority of your scenes filmed? Well, I think it was kind of equal parts, several of those places, Pittsburgh, London, Los Angeles, and New York. While you were on set and you were filming, did you hear any crazy rumors that were discussed at all? No. What kind of rumors? Well, there was a lot of rumors out there about Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, um, some of the photos that were shown. 
showed him spending a lot of time with Bruce Wayne. And then there was obviously other pictures later on that were shown with your character, with Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. And uh-huh. there's a lot of weird, crazy rumors out there as far as uh, what Joseph Joseph's uh, role is actually in the film besides just this beat cop that we've been told. Um, I I think they're, they're pretty far-fetched, but yeah. nonetheless, uh, it's just interesting from... Uh, from the, from the opposite side of the mirror to to hear some of these crazy things. As far as uh, working with some of the other characters that are established so much so in the franchise, how exactly does it? How do, how does your work ethic change by working with these characters who've been established, you know, previously already in two movies? You just want to do the best you can, you know. That I, I mean, Gary Oldman and I have known each other for most of our careers. I'm a great admirer of him, not just as an actor, but as a man. Uh, and Christian Bale, I think, is one of the finest actors working today. And, of course, you know Morgan Freeman and, and Michael Caine. I grew up watching his movies from my childhood. And he's, he's just, uh, you know, these are terrific actors. And so when you come to work, you want to do the best that you can. I mean, you always want to do the best you can, but... Um, in in this case, it's kind of like the the dream team, you know, that basketball team that they put together with Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley and Carl Malone. That you that those guys really really uh, they were not just great players, but when they came and put them on the same team, they all became very competitive and wanted to do the best they can to prove to each other that they they really deserve to be there. And um, I, I would say that this is something that is, is very special about Christopher Nolan as well, is that the people that he hires to work on his film, from the caterers to the, the teamsters to the actors to the uh, hair and makeup department, um, he doesn't just hire a crew. He, he wants to make sure that the people that are, that are working on his film want to be there, that they want to be doing and creating something that is special and spectacular. And, um, and 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 for, for that reason, going to work on his film was quite extraordinary because you had uh, people that weren't just making a film, you know, as a job. They were they were participating in something that they wanted to be extraordinary. All right. Would you consider yourself a fan of Batman outside of the movies? Absolutely. Yeah, I I've grew up, and not just with the television series and and. Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher and you know I, I think the, the reason that I love uh, the, the, the tale of the Dark Knight is because it's a story about a man it's it's a it, it, he's a, this young boy who um, is damaged from his childhood seeing his mother and father murdered who discovers that one day by putting on a mask he's able to hide his fears and because he has the uh, the Wayne Enterprises to uh, the the wealth of the Wayne, Wayne Enterprises to be able to develop these amazing toys, these these uh, weapons, he's able to fight the things that he's frightened of. You know, he 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 uses his his wealth to become a vigilante, and the danger of being a vigilante when you work outside the the the, the laws that, that the rest of us have to live within, you run the risk of becoming somebody who is criminal. And, and that's, uh, that's a fascinating character because 
he is a man. He's not Thor, for instance. He's you know he's not some mythological character. He he's he you know, uh, and that's not to speak despairingly of Thor, but I couldn't pick up his hammer. You know what I mean? Right. He, he's not Superman. He doesn't come from some other uh, world to save the Earth. You know, and, and defy gravity. Um, he he's he's a man, and I think that that's why we lovers of Batman identify with him because um, he's he's struggling with things that all of us struggle with, you know, with real human emotions, with real human fear. Um, you know, he's just got a little bit more money than the rest of us. Exactly. <laughs> Being a Batman fan, who would you who would you like to see as a villain in a Batman film down the line? Obviously, this is going to be Chris Nolan's last film, but you know Warner Brothers most likely will end up doing something with Batman years down the road. Who would you like to see as a Batman villain? I don't think anyone's ever really nailed the Penguin. You know, the, the Penguin's always done in kind of in a hideous way. That, but I think that the Penguin is a, is an interesting character. I mean, Heath Ledger was so wonderful and brilliant as as Joker. I don't, I don't, I don't think that we need to see someone recreate Joker for a while. Although there there may be an actor that come along that uh, could 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 re envision the role. You know, like like Hamlet is is a wonderful role, isn't it? And but and we don't we don't stop playing having actors pr- perform the role of Hamlet just because someone's done it brilliantly. So maybe there down the road some wonderful actor will come along and reinvent uh, as, as Heath did because Jack Nicholson was pretty good what are your overall thoughts about the film have you seen the entire film yet I have not based off of what you've worked on what do you what do you what do you feel um, fans are going to kind of what, what kind of feelings are going are fans going to feel as they as they see the movie for the first time even though you haven't seen it just based off of what you filmed well, have, have you have you wondered why we traveled all over the world to film in those those places? Oh, of have, course. Have you considered that? Of course. Why do you think that is? Well, I'm sure a lot of it has to do with there's a lot more to it than just Batman is in Gotham City. There's there's a whole lot more to yeah. you know obviously what we've been told, but besides that, I mean, there, a yeah. lot of a lot of it a lot of the traveling has to do with getting the the exact great locations that no exactly. one has really come to come for. So. Exactly. So, you know, where so many uh, modern films create environments, um, what Christopher Nolan has done is gone to incredible locations to where he doesn't have to to uh, create uh, computer-generated uh, locations. He's filming in actual locations that are epic and and their size and their scope and their and their drama so what that what the experience of watching the film is going to be is something that's not obviously computer generated but is like batman a real human being he's 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 a man right that's that's if we have established that we love batman because he's a man that these locations that we we filmed at are real earthly locations that are epic because of the scale and the size and the and the and the openness the drama the the the, the trailer that we saw 
but that was released about with the opening of the film. Right, the it's, prologue. It, I mean, how how extraordinarily beautiful is the is the location that 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 was filmed at? I mean, it was it was a stunning environment, and and uh, so that, that's that's what you'll get to enjoy when you watch the film is these epic locations that that Christopher Nolan took his crew to film at. Avengers is another superhero movie, and quite honestly, at this point, even though we are a Batman site and we we you know we support everything that's batman batman has really transcended the whole superhero genre as as far as the films because they're not really superhero films because they're not he's not a superhero he's he's a hero exactly and the, he's a legend. the films exactly and and the the films have transcended above all of the other uh, you know superhero type movies as far as that goes but you know we, this same the same summer we have avengers that's already come out and we have uh, amazing spider-man that's come out and avengers has done really well in the box office um it's kind of blown some of the box office records from the dark knight as far as uh the dark knight rises goes i mean at least we feel as if this movie is going to surpass everything and every expectation that anybody has what do you think well i don't think there's any question that it will will surpass the avengers the Avengers, you know, not to speak despairingly of their brand and their characters and everything, but it's a comic book. Batman is, is, is more a story that's become legend. He's a legendary character, and legends don't die. Characters die. People die. But the legend that is Batman, the, the, the epic character of, of him and his, his journey is a kind of odyssey. And that's it will live forever. And those those the other things they're just kind of I don't know they're they're trifles. I mean I, I you know and if did you see the Avengers? Yes, I did see the Avengers, and it wasn't a bad movie. But no, by it's no not means a bad movie. It's... It, But when when Avengers worked best was when it was being humorous, when it was making fun of itself, when the right. Hulk picked up the man who said he was a god and he smashed him on the floor like a rag doll. When Robert Downey right. Jr. was was telling Thor, you know, referring to him from Point Break, like Patrick Swayze in Point right. Break. Um, it, it was it was fun when it was making fun of the genre, and uh, because it, that's what I'm trying to say. That, that if, if, because it, it's kind of a comic book. It's because Batman's a comic book. I don't know. What, maybe you can help me to to differentiate what well, I'm trying to uh, say. Right, and I think I think what it is is Batman has really become some of the modern mythology. There's mythology yeah. that's that's been out there for years and years and years, and Batman has time and time again lived on as the legend, as you've said. But he's really become our modern day mythology. Yeah. While the Avengers is is a story that we're we're reading, but it's not become the mythology that Batman is. And and Batman is more of a, something that's much more serious. And um, well, it can be. I mean, there certainly was the the the, the, the television series, which was much more like. Uh, the Avengers is today, you know, making fun, making jokes. And although Adam West always seemed to be so serious about the problems he was trying to solve. Yep. <laughs> I like Adam West as Batman. It was, it was, it was kind of cool camp. Yeah. All right. Well, just to wrap it up, uh, what are some of your other projects that you're working on? Well, this summer is the, the 25th anniversary of the Full Metal Jacket movie. And I, I, while I was working with Stanley Kubrick, he encouraged me to keep a diary and, and allowed me to take photos on his film set. So that became a book called The Full Metal Jacket Diary that was published. And it was a limited edition book. There was only 20,000 metal-covered books. 
and with serial numbers on the back of them. And I, there will never be another Full Metal Jacket Diary book and because I wanted it to be something special and collectible and tradable. You know, it, they were, I'm not going to publish it as a paperback. It's, that's right. it. And so this young kid from Apple Computers uh, named Adam Rakoff approached me and said that he'd like to make an app of my, my book. And I said, what do, you, what do you mean you want to make an app of my book? And he said, well, I'd like you to read the book, read the diary, play the characters that, that are in it, but I will, I will also do music. I will also do sound effects. Um, I'll take all of the photographs that you have in the book and I'll do high-res scans of them and, and reproduce them into the app. I'll take the letters that Stanley Kubrick has written to you and scan those and take some pieces of memorabilia that you have and, and, and create something that is a deeply, deeply immersive experience into what it was like to work with Stanley Kubrick. And so he did a Kickstarter campaign, a group funding uh, to raise money to make the, make this become reality for him, and he's he's uh, he's finished scanning my photographs. He's recorded. He's done the music. He's done the sound effects, and now he's doing the final producing, so that the 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 full Metal Jacket Diary app will come out this summer, to correspond with the release of the Blu-ray 25th anniversary edition of Full Metal Jacket. And I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Full Metal Jackets and. I was. I, I'm actually a, a military vet myself, and that was a a great movie. And uh, you did a great job in that movie as well. Thank you. Thank you for your service. All right. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to answer our questions and uh, and uh, give us a little bit of an insight into what we can expect coming this July for The Dark Knight Rises. Thank you. So that's the end of this interview. Be sure to check out the website for all the latest news related to The Dark Knight Rises, as well as anything and everything related to Batman. And be sure to check out all of the other interviews and podcasts that we have to offer at thebatmanuniverse.net. This is Dustin, and we'll see you guys next time. Tune in tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel.